Let's Hallelujah. just close our eyes for a second. Right now, Lord, we just receive. Father, this week is a week of reception. Father, it's a week of leveling up. It's a, it's a week of overflow. Yes. It's a week, Lord, to kickstart our lives, kickstart our year. Father, we started it out praying and fasting. And now, Lord, we're moving into the manifestation in Jesus' name. Yes. Thank, Thank you, Lord. Lord. We're moving in stronger than we've ever been, higher than we've ever been. This is your year, a year to run. Yes. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Just lift your hands right now. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. So freaking Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Lord, this week something special. Yeah. We've been looking forward to it. Lord, and we're receiving from it now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. You may be seated. Good morning. Good morning. Amen. Amen. You look hot. Uh, I am. <laughs> if you don't get hot in worship, then you ain't doing it right. <laughs> I was jumping and dancing. I know. We get our workout and worship here. Amen. God's good. I was worshiping and praising, and I heard God say, what do you want? You can have it your way. I was like, hey, that's Burger King. He said, no, I'm the king of kings. <laughs> so that's the question. What do you want? God says, you can have it your way. Yeah. Or you can have it my way. And whatever it is that you desire, he'll give. But he wants greatness for you. That's right. He wants so much more. Like, you know, let's talk food. It's not fasting time, so we can talk food. <laughs> you know, Burger King is like good, right? I'm all about some Whopper Juniors. Until I met Buddy... And Buddy makes smash burgers. And they're just like levels upon levels <laughs> greater. That's how God is. Yeah. We can have it our way. And ours, as children of God, we know goodness. We know godliness. But a lot of times we'll have a little bit of godliness up to a point. Or we can say... We're putting the limits off. Yeah. God, I want all of you. I want your way. I want what you want for me. Lord, I can have it my way, but I want it yours. Yeah. When you get the heart of, Lord, whatever it takes, I want your way, yeah. it's going to make your way look. That's right. You're going to look and go, what in the world was I thinking? That's right. Because God is so good. He has so much in store for you this week. That's why you can feel that excitement. Yeah. You can feel that excitement and that anticipation because God's going, oh, this is their week. <laughs> I've got something for them. Yeah. Be ready, y'all. Yeah. Amen. I want you right now, just prepare yourself. Close your eyes for a second right now. Just say it with me. Lord, Lord, I receive, I receive this week. This week in every service. In every service. Everything, everything you have for me. You have for me. Lord, I forget about. Lord, I forget all about the garbage. All the garbage. That the devil tried. That the devil tried. It won't work with me. It won't work with me. Because I'm part of you. Because I'm part of I'm you. I'm receiving from you. I'm receiving from and you. And this is our week. This is our week. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Glory to God. Welcome this morning. We're going to jump right in. Uh, it's time for tithes and offering, and then uh, Brother Teddy is going to come. Amen. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Hallelujah. Will you, uh, somebody get that down here for me? Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. We just praise God for you this morning. And uh, y'all are going to have to get the amens going and the hallelujah. You're going to have to respond. Yeah. Apparently, it's like it's been raining the last couple of days. You know, and everybody's been like quiet and taking naps and stuff like that. It's time to wake up. Yeah. And listen, I just, one of the things that uh, Carolyn said last night when they got here, uh, she told me of somebody that, that drove from Massachusetts, right? Drove, wanted to drive from Massachusetts to be here, and here's what they said, if I got it right. They said, I can't start my year out outside of revival. I've got to be in revival, right? I got to. Well, that's this lady sitting right over here, Miss Letty. Amen. Glory to God. Drove from Massachusetts to be in revival. I'm starting my 21 in revival. Is that right? Glory to God. Amen. It's so nice to meet you. Amen. <laughs> She's going to receive. Uh, praise God. I've, we've got to have, let's get that inside of us. Lord, let's kickstart our year. This is a year of revival. This is my year of overflow because that's who you are. Your character and your nature. It's a, always revived. It's always full of life. He said, I've come that you might have life to the full till it overflows. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. We just welcome you. Uh, Corey and Brandy Johnson from up in New Hampshire, they're here. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Yeah. Have y'all met before? Yeah. Yeah. Pastor Brian's church, correct? Yeah. Amen. Glory to God. It's about an hour to an hour. No, what is it from your hour and 10 minutes from where y'all are at? Because we drove from where y'all are at over to Pastor Brian's. Pastor Brian Tones, awesome pastor. Glory to God. Oscar and Jimmy Carmona from over in Charlotte. Thank you, Pastor Oscar. Love you. So good to see y'all and have y'all. Thank you. Thank you. And then Teddy and Carolyn uh, Shellsworth and their family. Amen. It's going to be a good week. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. You ready? Amen. I'm ready. I'm ready to cut you loose. So let me get into the offering. You'll have two envelopes this morning. Uh, you can go to givebc.org. You can also, they're going to put some stuff up on the screen. You can give by Cash App, Bitcoin. We got all the different ways. If you, if, um, if you have any questions, you can reach out to the church. Uh, with your envelopes, you have two of them. One's the normal envelope, the white envelope. That's for your tithes and your offerings. Uh, this morning, if you the love offering that's going into uh, the speakers this week is that blue envelope. If you have any questions, use the love envelope. Amen? We're, we want to be a blessing always, every time. The rest of the week, it's all going to the speakers in Jesus' name. Amen? So, Father, we just thank you right now for your good Goodness. We ask you for your leading. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing. Thank you, Father, for your blessing. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing. As we get into the tithes and offering, I just want you to turn to Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10 and verse 38 through 42. Luke chapter 10, verse 38 through 42. It says, Now as they were traveling along, he entered a village, 
and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister called Mary who was seated at the Lord's feet listening to his word. But Martha was distracted with all her preparations. And she came up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the serving alone? Then tell her to help, to help me. But the Lord answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and bothered about so many things. But, the only, but only one thing is necessary. In the King James it says, listen, only one thing is needful. But for Mary has chosen the good part which shall not be taken from her. So many times as we're going through this life, the devil is looking to distract you from what's necessary. The devil is looking to distract you from what you actually need. What we really need is a fellowship, an intimate fellowship with Jesus. You see, Mary had found that needful thing. She had found that thing. But Martha thought there were other needs. Martha thought there were other needs to be handled. She, Martha was sitting there thinking and even went to the Lord and tried to get Jesus on her side. Hey, I'm worried about this stuff. I'm concerned about this stuff. Lord, make my sister worried and concerned. You understand, this is not the character and nature of God. God's character and nature is not driving you to a place of worry, anxiety, and concern about worldly things. God's character and nature is to deliver you from those needful things, what the world calls needful. But see, here's what was happening. Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus, and this is what Jesus said. Hey, that's what's necessary. That's what's needful, because I want you to see this. Mary was receiving. Mary was receiving while Martha was pouring out something she didn't have enough to give from. She actually was at lack because she hadn't been receiving. She was at lack and she was mad because she was feeling the lack. And then she went to Jesus and said, make her feel the same lack I do. See, she was worried about everything that was going on in the world, worried about the job, worried about how to pay the bills. But Jesus said, you don't understand. His con the context of this is, you don't get it, Martha. You don't understand. If you will sit at my feet and get into fellowship and a, and a receiving from me, you will have everything you need. See, Jesus is the kind of person that just says, hey, we don't have enough food. I'll just make a banquet in the middle of the wilderness. You know, all that stuff Martha was doing, one word and all the food's prepared. One word out of Jesus and it has it all. One word and it's there. Hear this. In the kingdom of God, the receiving always overflows what's needed. The receiving, what's received, always is bigger than what's needed. In the kingdom of God, the receiving properly always overflows what's been needed. He says, your cup overflows. That's my heart. In other words, if we will get more focus on sitting at the feet of Jesus and receiving those spiritual things, what we need will be handled. 
what we need, the overflow that we need in our life, it'll be handled. But we've got to concern ourselves, am I in fellowship with Jesus? And now, how do we receive in our finances? Anybody ever had in, their, in the past a time where you had a need for finances in your life? I've had a need. And look, even if my finances are going well, I always have a need. Because if you gave me an extra $500,000, a million dollars, a billion dollars, I'll put it to good use. We'll go and win souls with it. And the more I have, the more we'll win. The more I have, the more we'll advance the kingdom. So even if everything's in overflow, I always need more. Then what do I need to do? I need to get at a supernatural place of receiving so that the overflow is always there to supersede what's needed. I've got to get to that place. He says this, if you will receive the seed of the Lord, then you'll have the harvest that will go further than the needs. He says in 2 Corinthians 9, position your heart, purpose your heart, be intentional to be a sower. He said, and for I give seed to the sower. Position yourself in the place where reception can come and you'll never have a problem with needs again. Position yourself in a, in a place of receiving. See, that's what Mary had done. Mary said, I'm in a position of receiving. In 2 Corinthians 9, just dealing with finances, the position of, of receiving is, Lord, let my heart be purposed as a giver, as a sower. And the Bible teaches us this is the place of reception according to financial things and other things as well. So we got to get it in our heart. Lord, I'm a giver. I'm a sower. Lord, and I'm not just a little sower. I'm a big sower. I'm an overflowing sower. I'm, and I'm cheerful about it. I'm not holding back. I'm not down about it. No, I get excited to sow because that's who I am. That's who I am. The, question, the problem is many of the church, a lot of the church hasn't been a sower before. And so you get to that place and they're like, oh, I don't know if I want to be a sower like that. I mean, that's like crazy giving, you know, I don't, I don't know. And our flesh starts, you know, wiggling and screaming like a spoiled brat kid, you know, because God, God will say, hey, write that check. And all of a sudden we're like, I don't want to write that check. I don't know about that. You know, that's, that's all, everything I got in my cash app, you know, or whatever. And all of a sudden we start wrestling with it. The issue is we are doing the same thing that Martha was doing trying to worry about how we're going to pay the bill instead of just getting at the feet of Jesus. Lord, let us get at the feet of Jesus. Lord, everything I have is yours. Let's take on the same heart that God has towards you. And then, as you say, Lord, everything I have is yours. And I position my heart to be a sower. I'm positioning myself at the feet of Jesus to receive. Because in the kingdom of God, if we will receive, it'll always overflow our needs. It'll always overflow our needs. And so, Lord, this morning, just close your eyes with me. Lord, this morning, we just position ourselves to be in the place of reception. We're not going to be so concerned and anxious over everything else. You see, amounts do matter. But it's got so much to do with the heart. It's everything with the heart. 
Are we His or are the things that we have, do they have us? Or does God's heart have us? Lord, we position our heart this morning. I'm yours, you're mine. And when I'll get in the place of receiving, when I will purpose my heart to be a sower, I place myself at the feet of Jesus for him to pour out seed in my life, seed I didn't even have before. Lord, I want to be a giver. I want to be a sower. I want to be like you. Lord, we want to be like you. And Lord, as we sit there at the place of receiving, what we receive in the kingdom will always be more than what we need in the world. What we receive in the kingdom will always be more than what we need in the world. Father, we just praise you for it. And this morning, Lord, as we give and we sow, you're going to take it. You're going to press it down, shake it together, run it over. Oh, Lord, you're going to give us so overflowing, not just a cup to the full, not just a cup just enough. No, Lord, you're more than enough. You're going to overflow our lives. Lord, we're kick-starting our, our lives this morning. We're kick-starting these finances even this morning, Lord. We're kick-starting the financial. God wants us in abundance to do every good work. He's trying to get a church to wake up, get at the feet of Jesus, get in the place of receiving so he can flow through them, and they won't even be thinking about a needing. They'll be receiving. They won't be thinking about a needing. It's time for the church to get to the place where they don't even think about needs anymore. They are so blessed that needs don't even cross their mind. Can I buy this? They don't even think about it anymore. They don't even think about it. They're so overflowing with the receiving. Lord, let us be at the feet of Jesus in our giving. Let us position ourselves. And Lord, it's time to break out. It's, it's time to break loose. Lord, not just in finances, but every area of life, you were made poor that we might be rich, rich, rich. Rich, rich, rich. In every area of life, the anointing, the overflow. Father, we praise you and we receive this morning. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Stand on your feet. Thank you, Lord. Father, just hold your offering up. Father, right now, as we sow, Lord, we're receiving this in the ministry today as part of building your kingdom, winning souls and making disciples. Lord, we honor you. This seed that people are putting in, that they are sowing in, Lord, it is precious and holy in your sight. And Lord, we esteem it on the same level. Lord, right now, we give with a heart of worship. Lord, thank you for your overflow. Things are changing today as we plant this seed. Don't just walk up here and throw a physical envelope in the basket. Walk up here in a spirit of worship. Lord, no matter what this is, I, with my heart given to you, and Father, right now I just ask that with the heart that people give this morning, take that heart and multiply that seed by the heart that they give with. 
Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. And Lord, do, do miracles. Father, do supernatural miracles. Overflow the lives of your people. In Jesus' name, amen. You may bring your offering. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Lord, let it be blessed, pressed down, shaken together, running over in Jesus' name. Father, we, we're believing you for supernatural overflow, supernatural miracles, supernatural, Lord, nothing being held back, nothing in Jesus' name is going to be awesome. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I want to tell you, this happened uh, this week and last couple of weeks. You may be seated. Some of you know this, some of you don't. Just hold this here for just a second. Some of you know this, some of you don't. But several years ago, we had a period of time where the Lord told us, He said, I want this year to be supernatural debt erased in this body. And uh, so that was about four years ago. And that year we prayed and we fasted. The Lord had me preach a series, Bye Bye Debt, Hello Abundance. And then I preached on increase for like six weeks or something like that. That year, in the first month, uh, I think we had over $50,000 of debt erased. By the end of 12 months, yeah, by the end of 12 months, there was over $960,000 of debt supernaturally erased and the church was like half the size I mean if if that it was so but our attenders that were here each Sunday morning and our partners they it got erased over 900 and almost a million dollars worth of debt supernatural gone in the yeah not the church's debt the people's debt and then that's what we were believing for that same year, the salaries of the people went up over 160000 So that means every year, every year, every year, those salaries were up. And uh, so what happened was a few weeks ago, at the beginning of this year, the Lord dropped it in my heart. It was like a Wednesday or a Thursday a few weeks ago. And the Lord dropped it in my heart. He said, I want to do the same thing this year. I want to do what I did then, except you know God always does it bigger and better. And I was like, glory to God. Well, I, that was like Wednesday or Thursday. I hadn't even told anybody that yet. But you should be believing that God is doing that right now in your finances. This is a year. Why does he want to do that? Because he loves you and because he loves the people around you. He will do that so that you will stand out and be distinguished like Ted and I were talking about where Jacob was distinguished. God said, I want you distinguished. I want you set apart. I want you set apart. There needs to be a difference. There need, he won't, why? Because like in Genesis 26, what you see is you saw that Isaac sowed in famine and became so powerful in his finances that the world said, you got to move away. You're too powerful for us. God wants, he'll give you the power to get wealth. He wants to establish his covenant. He wants to show the world he's a good God. He's a blessed God. And he blesses his people. But then he says, 2 Corinthians 9, I want you to have an abundance for every good work. 
God wants you to have an abundance to do what he asked you to do. There's things, even this, even this week, you guys are getting ready to go on TV if you're not already. It's happening right now, correct? Fourth week just happened. Glory to God. Happening right now. There's people that God will talk to and say, I want you to be a part of that. I want you to be. But we got to have abundance to get this word out. God wants you to move in abundance to establish his covenant. To establish his covenant. Well, I hadn't told anybody that about this year. Somebody that doesn't even go here, they just connected with us. They had heard actually that testimony and they had some money come in. And all of a sudden they said, Lord, what do you want me to do with this money? He said, sow it. He said, she said, okay, where? And he said, there were two places. One of those places was boomerang. So she reached out online, sowed seed on Thursday or Friday, right? I think she's going to be here this week. Thursday or Friday, on Monday the next week, on, in that next week, the Lord showed her how to erase $18,000 worth of debt just like that. That word that the Lord told me that I hadn't even told anybody yet was already working in three or four days, took $100 and turned it into 18000 erasing debt. This is God. God wants you blessed. Is there anybody here that's going to receive it this week? This week, Lord, you're kickstarting me. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you for your blessing over these seed. Thank you, Lord, for kickstarting it this year. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, fellas. So multiple years ago, do we remember what year it was exactly you came to Larry's? Yeah, because you had the car seat. So gracious, 10 years. And it was right, it was at the first of the year, was it? Do you remember? So right at 10 years ago. So we got, we met, we went over to a, a meeting here in town and uh, they had this uh, young preacher come in who was supposed to be something, you know. And uh, so then all of a sudden I sat down and, uh, and I think that was the same set of meetings where you picked up, um, picked up the guy and, and did that. That was those meetings. Yeah. And uh, I was like, all right, this guy's crazy. I like him already. And uh, he picked this guy up on, on his shoulders, and he did like the helicopter, you know. And uh, I was like, I like this guy a lot, you know. And um, anyway, man, he preached, and the fire of God fell. And uh, we were able to get to know each other, uh, Ted, Ted and Carolyn. And um, we just, you know, I'd, honestly, Nicole and I, we just fell in love with him. Their heart for God. And uh, there's not many, here's the problem that we had. When the Lord started calling us, you know, you got to be hungry for the Lord and you can't stop. You got to go after God. You got to go after the Lord. But Nicole and I were very discouraged when we started moving into ministry because we got around a whole bunch of preachers and, and they, were, they didn't have any fire in them whatsoever. None. And it was like, really, is this it? The people that we looked up to? And what we saw was a couple that not only had the fire of God, but now over 10 years, they've taken that fire and they've said, Lord, burn hotter in me. Burn, burn more in us. Let us carry it at, at higher temperatures than we ever have before. And they don't believe in sitting still. And that was our heart. And the Lord, I would say, joined us together. When I see them, it blesses me. 
And a few years ago, you know, we had kickstart the first year and it did really well. But the second year of it, the Lord spoke to me and said, I want you to invite them to come and be a part of it. And ever since that year, uh, that's what's happened and it's been great. It really truly has kickstarted our year every year. And uh, this year there's something special on it and uh, we're looking forward to it. So anyway, we just welcome you guys. We love you so very much. And Miss Carolyn's going to say some stuff. There you go. So we welcome you and we love you. Uh, give them a hand right now. Glory to God. Love y'all. Hello. Oh, we're on. Hey, good morning. I am so happy to be here and see everybody. I love all you guys so much. I, I look forward to coming to Albemarle when we get invited. <laughs> Um, you know, we just came off of two weeks straight of revival services in, in uh, Georgia, almost in North Carolina. I don't even know where I am half the time. Is today Sunday? <laughs> um, in Georgia, we did 16 services in two weeks straight. No stopping, including morning broadcasts. A lot of you that follow our ministry, so Monday through Friday we're on at 1030. Um, and it was so powerful, and I have been so stirred up. And then we drove five hours to get here to be with you this week. And, you know, your flesh does kick in. And so when I woke up this morning, I thought, I'm tired. I, I, I'm, I'm genuinely tired. I even said that to Deb when I woke up. The first thing I said was, I'm really sleepy. I didn't get enough sleep. <laughs> you get on revival schedule, so you really don't go to bed before 1.30. You just get on this clock and, and that's it. And um, I woke up saying I was tired. But then I thought of two things. One thing I'm going to share with you in a minute, but the first thing I thought of was Letty. Letty that drove 14 hours, which I have not been able to hug you yet, so I'm coming over to hug you. I love this woman so much. She got saved in a meeting of ours two years ago and has been on fire for God like never before. I mean, she drove 14 hours to get here. What kind of expectation is that? But didn't the devil try to take you out before yes. you got here? Yeah, but next time he needs to push me harder. Yeah. She's... <laughs> <laughs> a short story is that she slipped and fell. Did you end up getting a concussion? A concussion is that what you said? Yes. Oh I mean, God. hit her head Monday, backache, was like, how am I going to drive this trip to get here? But she said something that I always say. She's like, nope, no, not don't. on my watch. Nope. nope, not on my watch. That's why she said the devil next time is going to have to try to push her harder because she had expectation. And she said that. She wrote me and said, listen, I can't be in Georgia right now. I can't be there. I've got to work, but I can take off for North Carolina. And I have an expectation. So that stirred me up this morning. And I said, listen, I have control of my flesh. I have control of how I feel. And so... And then I started thinking, and you know, and, and I put on my ear pods, and I was listening to praise and worship this morning because I wanted to steer, stir my spirit up. It's like, even though I've been in services for two weeks, you still have to do something about it. You still have to take action. Faith is an action word. And so I was thinking this morning about how faith, how you speak, your faith creates your reality. And I was like, listen, I've, I've been in services, Lord, and I go and I sit and I receive. I'm just 
like everybody in the building. I do not ever go to a service and say, well, Ted's preaching or we've been invited and I'm just going to go sit. I have an expectation. There's things that I'm believing for in my own life and in my family's life that I'm expecting God to do. And so when you have an expectation, you know, I started thinking, when I was putting on my makeup and I was listening to music, I was thinking, you know, everyone always says, well, you get what you expect for. You get what you expect. You know, but it's always usually the, the, the negative thing. It's not usually a positive when they're saying that. I thought, that's right. I get what I expect. You get what you expect. So I started thinking about believing and speaking and what happens when you believe. And the Lord turned me to um, a couple places in Mark. And a lot of people read these verses. We've heard, you know, Brother Copeland preach on these verses. We've had great teaching on uh, believing and speaking. But I just started all of a sudden, like it was like a download of different verses that lined up with this. And they all, you know, it's interesting when you, re when you really start studying the word of God and getting revelation from it, you can connect the dots. I mean, it's, it's weird to say it that way, but you start pulling things. Like, I'll, I'll get something in the Old Testament, but I'm like, wait, it's connected to a verse in the New Testament. Yeah. And so I start seeing, like, every time I see that um, recycle uh, signal, you know, it's like the arrows going to the next thing. That's how I think the connection of the word looks to me. It's like everything goes together. We can't separate it. We can't pick and choose what we want to believe. Uh, we can't take someone else's story and then that becomes our doctrine. We can't do that. We have to take the word of God for face value. And so I was thinking of Mark 11, and it says, Then Jesus said to the disciples, Have faith in God. I tell you the truth, you can say to the mountain, May you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. I tell you, you can pray for anything, and if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. You know, I wrote a book called Lines, and it's creating um, a boundary that, and that's a, the front of it says that, creating a boundary that the enemy cannot cross. Yeah, yeah. So with what we believe, so then I started thinking of 2 Corinthians 4.13, and it's what you believe, you speak. speak. Yeah. So what you believe, you speak. And the problem is a lot of people have wrong beliefs. So then their confession is wrong, and then they don't like what they see. But we have to get, and, and that's the important, you know, this is why we are connected to people like your pastors that are hungry for the things of God, that aren't going to allow certain things to happen to you because they're good shepherds, and they love the sheep that come in here. And so to have these revival services, we can't take it for granted. You've got to be in it every night. This is not, I'm going to pick Monday um, and then maybe Wednesday because that sounds good and I'll be a little bit tired. Do, do what I did. Get into the presence. Push yourself because you have to have right belief system to have a right confession system. And then I started thinking about Mark 16. And Mark 16, therefore, says in, I just went King James Version on you. I don't know why. I've just been in church for the last 16 services. And um, it says in Mark 16, 17, these miraculous signs will accompany those who what? Believe. Believe. If we're not seeing what we like, 
If we're not having miracle signs and wonders following us, then that has to be proof that the belief system is wrong. It, it, it's no doubt that signs and wonders and miracles will follow those who believe because you're speaking the word of God. Signs, wonders, and, and miracles don't just follow an individual. Not everybody has signs. You know, someone who's a sinner doesn't have signs, wonders, and miracles following them. They don't believe. We have to believe correctly, to receive correctly, and to have our confession correctly. Because in 2 Corinthians 4.13, it then says, I believe, therefore I speak. That's what I just quoted to you. So as the doors are open of your church, if this is not your home church, whatever church you go to, I'm sure many of you on Sunday morning it is, you need to be in the presence and in the house of God. In James, it says anyone who wavers is not going to get what they're believing for. They're not going to get. It's just like a way up, down. We know those people, emotional roller coasters, up, down. But that's how a lot of Christians have their belief system. It's a faith roller coaster. I'm going down. I don't, I, okay, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And we're up and down. And we're not going to get anything that way. We have to believe correctly to receive it. So as the services are happening this week, I encourage you, make sure you're in everyone. Because the good thing is everyone is different. You're not going to know what's going to happen. The Holy Spirit's going to move in a mighty way. So think this morning, what are you expecting for? Everybody's expecting for something. You can't sit there and be like, well, nothing, everything's good. Just like pastor preached about expecting a bigger harvest. Then you have bigger seed, and then you get a bigger harvest, and it's another, you know, another circle with the arrows. Bigger harvest, bigger, you know. And, and so what are you expecting for? Maybe it's not with you. Maybe it's with a family member. <laughs> Maybe it's with your body. Maybe it's for salvation for your children. Maybe you're calling your children home. Maybe they've gone away from the Lord. A seed's been deposited in them. So never give up. Yeah. Never give up on them. Amen. Never give up on them. But what are we expecting? You know, um, a couple years ago, we were actually at the church we just came from. And uh, I, for some, I just got an extremely bad migraine sitting on the front row. To the point, I've nev never left church early. And um, I leaned over to the girl who was working for us at the time. It was Michael, uh, Dr. I just saw your text, Dr. Michael Spencer. <laughs> Pastor Mike Spencer from uh, Horseheads, New York. And um, I told her, I said, I I've got to go home. I mean, it was so bad that I, I actually threw up on, on the way home. And I had to get into a dark room. I left the kids at church in the classroom. I said to the ushers, I just make sure their dad brings them home, please, because I'm leaving. And um, so he came home with the kids, and I, lit I was in a dark room, and I was like, sounds. I mean, anyone who, who has had a bad headache or a migraine knows it's no joke. And I was sitting there, and I was just like, Lord, this is the first service of our revival week, and I've got to stay on the road. This is ridiculous. What the heck is going on? And you have to get offended at what's going on. Don't get offended when all of a sudden you find out a terrible report. Get offended at a cold. That's what I do. I'm like, listen, a headache, the sniffles, it's not allowed in my body. We're not going to receive it. And so if this story lights up with expectation, because that's what we're uh, laying the foundation for today, is expectation. 
what this, the way we start today, even though it's going to be really good, is not how it's going to end on Friday. It's not going to, ha- it's not, it's not. And so I, I, he's, you know, my husband's so good. He prayed for me. And then he's like, listen, you just stay in tonight. Just, it's okay. Like, you're on the road a lot. Just stay in. And I was like, you know, that sounds nice. But everything, you know, in order to increase your faith, you have to take steps to push it further because your faith does not operate in the comfort zone. And so I said, okay, that sounds great. I'm going to, I'm okay. Yeah. I went back and forth as I'm going back and forth, still throwing up. And he's like, just stay home. You know, I'm like, no, (laughs) and so I I got dressed and he's like you're coming with me I'm coming with you and um literally I remember all the everyone went to the car and I had to turn the lights off and lock the door of this house we were renting and I looked up and I said Lord when I get to the church building I expect you to honor my faith for the house of God all right, flip the lights. You know, you, you know, you got to, yeah. he's my heavenly father yeah. and he's my friend. Yeah. You know, you could talk to him. You don't have to be in like a super spiritual moment all the time and on your knees and in a prayer closet. Talk to him, cry out to him. And that's exactly what I did. Driving, driving to church. Guess what? Had to pull over. Ted's driving me, had to pull over get me Sprite at the gas station. I'm throwing up in the parking lot when he's coming out with the Sprite. I'm like, man, this is going to be great at church. (laughs) Literally, literally, as soon as my foot crossed into the church of the pastor's office, gone, gone. Not a pain, a light, a sound didn't bother me, and praising the Lord, it's like nothing even happened. But I expected what was rightfully mine as a child of God, which was healing and healing now. And I was like, Lord, I can't do this without you. And so that's what we have to get in our spirit, an expectation. What are you believing for? If you've got to take that question home with you today and even write it down, what are you believing for? Because you're believing, proper believing of the word of God will determine what's following you. You don't like what's following you? Make sure you're believing right. Make sure you're believing right. Let's lift our hands and enter in for a minute. It's speak in an unknown language in tongues and press in for a minute. I love that song they were singing. The Lord of the breakthrough. The Lord of the breakthrough. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, that we can't stay the same. That as we come into the house of God, everything has to run that's not from you. Run from our midst. Be lifted off of us. Heavenly Father, thank you that you promised us a a spirit of joy and lightness and a a yoke-breaking anointing for what's heavy on us. Father God, thank you for our expectations that you're meeting us where our faith is and it's going to increase. We're not staying the same. We're taking these days as we've uh, prayed and as we've fasted.
fasted last month, we're going to even new levels this month. Thank you, Lord, for what you're causing us to do. Thank you, for Lord, for what you're asking us to do, that we are willing and obedient vessels unto you. Hallelujah. We refuse to be the same, to stay the same. In the mighty name of Jesus, I command any heaviness, any fear, I loose the mighty power of God in the name of Jesus in this place, in this place today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You are the Lord of the breakthrough. You are our Heavenly Father that can do anything with no limits. We're taking the limits off this week. We're taking the limits off. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. How many are happy today to be in the presence of the Lord? I'll tell you what, she could have preached this whole service. I'd have ran around this church. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful for an anointed wife. Amen. Amen. Tell you what, it matters who you're connected to. Hallelujah. And you know what I love about my wife, too, is that she's a woman of faith, but I'll, I tell her all the time, she just laughs like I'm joking around. I said, the Lord answers your prayers faster than he answers mine. Amen. It's great to have a wife that prays. It's great to have a wife that's anointed and full of faith. It makes all the difference. You know, when you're connected to people of faith, and that's why, uh, and by the way, I'm so happy to see you again. I'm so happy to be back. I'm pumped up about this week, man. I'm ready to rock and roll. But I'll just tell you that it's so important where you are receiving a word. You know, I don't, I can't, I don't like to hear people say, well, brother, we just want to see them get saved. And you know, we don't care where they go to church. I care where they go to church. Because where you go to church is a matter of life and death. Because you got to hear a word, as my wife was just speaking, a word of faith that will put you in position to receive what God has. Amen. And one of the things that happens to people is if you're plugged into the wrong word, then what ends up beginning to take place inside of you, as my wife was teaching there, is that those types of belief systems will govern what you say and what you do and then the outcome of your life. And that's why it's so very important to have a right word in your spirit. The Lord showed me something that for this uh, week of Kickstart that I just want to um, drop in your spirit today and encourage you. Because... There's something, this is not just for this meeting, it's for 2021. And if you were here when I got to be with you for that one night, just a, a little while ago, uh, you'll, you remember what I, what I was talking about? The Lord spoke to me about running in 2021. He talked to me about the fact that we would mount up with wings as eagles, that we would renew our strength, run and not grow weary, walk and not faint. He spoke to me that this is going to be a year of divine momentum. And then, of course, you know that I've been saying it for the last year. Uh, Say unto the righteous, it'll be well with them. They'll eat the fruit of their deeds. And then for this year, as I was praying, the Lord showed me a couple of things that I'm going to uh, deal with today. And uh, Zechariah chapter 4, I'll give you some time to go there. People are thanking God for the content section. And um, Zechariah <laughs> chapter 4 um, I want to show you this one verse and I'm going to give you what the Lord spoke to me for kickstart and for the rest of this year, 2021, uh, what you should expect. Amen. What you should expect. And we've been on that today. Expectation, uh, as pastor Parsley has said for years is the breeding ground for miracles. 
Amen. God moves where he's expected to move. I'm going to say that again for people so that you can remember it. God moves where he's expected to move. I'll give you an example of the opposite of that. Jesus went to Nazareth, his hometown, and the Bible said couldn't do any mighty works there. That's Mark 6, 1 through 6, because of their unbelief. They didn't have any expectation that he would move because they looked at him as a natural man. They said, isn't this Jesus? He grew up cross town. We know his dad, mom. We know his. And, and they looked at him like a carpenter. You know, they expected him to be building a rocking chair instead of opening blind eyes. And so the Bible says that they uh, really were offended by him and that Jesus marveled because of their unbelief. And it actually blew him away that he couldn't do any mighty works there. Why? No expectation, no faith, no expectation, no faith. But I want you to see something here. We're in Zechariah 4. That's, I believe, give, given you sufficient time to discover where that is. And... It's page 794, and uh, the Bible says in Zechariah 4 and verse number 6, check it out. Then he said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit says the Lord of hosts, or I like the new living, the Lord of heaven's armies. I always like reading that because people don't understand what hosts means. You know, I grew up and all I'd ever known about a host was the girl at Applebee's that puts you at a table when you go to sit down. That's the hostess. And I thought maybe he's the host of all hosts. I didn't know what he was. <laughs> but then I read that later and saw he's the Lord of heaven's armies. The hosts are the armies of heaven. Notice what he said. It's not by might or force in this translation, nor by strength or power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of heaven's armies. I love that. And so I want to start with that uh, for this week and get us into the understanding that what God's about to do in 2021 and, and hereafter, it's not by any human might. It's not by any human strength. It's not because somebody's great in the natural realm. What God's getting ready to do for us as the body of Christ is going to be based on his glory, his power, his strength, his anointing. Hallelujah. And if you study the Bible, you'll know many times that this is the reason that God used people who looked insignificant. God always used people that looked like they were nothing so that when he accomplished great things through them, he would get the glory for it. Oh, hallelujah. This is what excites me is that when God moves, he does it in such a way that he gets praise. He gets glory. You know, it, it blows my mind. One of the stories I love is the story of Gideon. And you know, he started, I believe, with what? 32,000 soldiers, something like that. 32,000 soldiers in his army. But when they go to check out the enemy, the Bible said they kind of peeked and looked down on the shores, said the army that they were facing was so lar large, they were innumerable. So many you couldn't count them all. Oh, hallelujah. And then it said they looked at their camels, and their camels looked like the sands of the seashore. I mean, that's a lot. And they're sitting there, and even with 32,000, they're thinking, these people, you can't even number them. But God said, oh, yeah, let me help you out. Tell the people, 
if anybody's afraid, tell them, go, go home right now. He said, all right. Any of you afraid? <laughs> if you are, you're welcome to go ahead, go ahead and go home now. I was like, thank you so much. We're <laughs> people were gone. I mean, it was like 10,000 people left immediately. He's down to 22,000, I believe, is what it was. Lord said, I'm not quite done yet. Take them down to the water and let them drink. Remember that story? Take them down and let them drink. See which ones put their mouth in the water and suck the water, and see which ones kneel down and bring the water to their mouth with their hand. And he was doing another separation. And he said, Make sure, and he said I'll tell you which one. You separate them out. And by the time God was done, the people God had separated for himself, only 300 people left. I started with 32,000 in my army. I got 300 now. And you go down, and now I'm looking at the army. See, I like what God was doing, making it impossible. God knows how to make it impossible. Glory to God. I love this. I said I love this. God knows how to make it impossible. Because he doesn't want to fight a battle for you and you have sufficient resources so that people could debate when it's all over. Well, maybe they really are that good. Maybe those 33,000 men are just beasts, every last one of them. I mean, maybe they're just like the most elite warriors that ever existed. You say, well, you know, 32,000 taken out, 100,000. I don't know, but okay, you know. But when it's 300 Taking out 100,000, 200,000. You're like, no, that ain't, ain't no way. There's no way those guys did that. And God knows how to make it look impossible. He, it, it's not impossible, for with God, all things are possible. Yeah. Catch this this morning. God likes to make it look impossible. Yeah. See, man looks on the outward. But God looks on the heart. God knows what's inside. God knows what's in the invisible realm. See, that's what prophetic eyes are for. To be able to see what's in the invisible realm. That's how you stay encouraged when everything looks discouraging on the outside. And see, that's what happened in 2 Kings chapter 6. When Elisha and Gehazi were waiting there, and the Bible says that in Dothan, the enemy king surrounded them with soldiers, and they thought they were dead and gone. Gehazi did. And Elisha said, open his eyes that he may see. See, it looked impossible. A whole army against two men. And Gehazi was ready to freak out and run out the back door of the city. And Elisha was not freaked out. He said, just Lord, open his eyes that he may see. And when he looked again, he saw the army of angels that was surrounding the natural army. And Elisha said, there's more with us than there are with them. See, it only looked impossible in the outward appearance. But with God, all things are possible. I feel like preaching today. With God, all things. Somebody shout all things. All things are possible, but he, he knows how to make it look impossible because our God is a master of drama. I said he's a master of drama. He knows how to set it up. He sets the scene so that he gets the most glory. Oh, glory to God. He sets the scene so that he gets the most glory. He did that through the whole Bible, by the way. Master of drama, Jehovah. 
he knows how to set the scene and make it look like there's no way that his people could make it out of this. And right in the final moments, or what some call the 11th hour, God steps in by his supernatural power and wipes out their enemies and takes all the glory. Ooh, hallelujah. And 300 men, really? 300 men? And by the power of God, God gives them the victory. It's not by might. It's not by power. It's by my spirit, says the Lord of heaven's armies. It's not by might. It's not by power. It's by my spirit, says the Lord. See, here's, here's real. Look at all these stories and catch the thread that runs through all of them. If you're just willing to stick with God and not be the one who goes home and not be the one that says it's too much and not be the one that says we'll never make it. If you can be one of the two spies that says we're well able to take the land, let's go at once and take it. The giants are bred to us and their protection is removed from them. If you can be part of the two, if you can be in the 300, if you can be the tribe of Judah in 2 Chronicles 20, when three armies had gathered to kill God's people, he said, tomorrow I want you to go out against them. Notice that God didn't let him just sit home on the couch. Yeah. Say, I got your battles for you. Let me handle this one. No. He said, tomorrow, I want you to go out against them. However, go out different than you ever have before. Go out shouting. Go out praising. Go out worshiping. Go out playing your instruments. But go out. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody shout, go out. Go out. Whatever I do, I got to go out. I can't sit home and expect God to do it all. He still expects people to walk by faith and not by sight. He needed to go with them. If you read in the New Testament, the Bible says with the apostles and the Lord working with them and signs followed. He doesn't work for you and you don't work for him. He works with you. I said he works with you. I said he works with you. He still expects us to go out. We can't just sit back and say, well, I'm just waiting on God to do it. It takes faith to walk forward and say, I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what the government says, what the economy says. I don't care what the news says, what the culture says. I'm walking by faith and not by sight. It looks impossible, but God's about to do something that's going to break this nation into a new level of revival oh yeah it's not by might it's not by power it's by my spirit this is why the devil wants churches to let go of the spirit of God he wants churches to become seeker sensitive and to cut out the Holy Ghost waste of time 90% of churches in America are a total waste of time total waste of time if that sounds heavy to you, then explain to me why the statistics show us that the majority of churches, over 80%, won't have one conversion this year. Not one. Not one salvation. Not one. Not one water baptism. It got so bad in Canada that the largest Pentecostal denomination in Canada was having such low reports come in from their churches that they had to start an initiative where they sent elders out through the whole nation of Canada to stop in on a Sunday to each of these Pentecostal churches and see if they're even practicing Pentecostal doctrines anymore. You still praying for the sick? I mean, we're seeing you're reporting nobody's getting healed in your church. 
Nobody's getting saved. You still giving altar calls? You still preaching the gospel? You still baptizing in water? People still getting filled with the Holy Ghost? They actually had to go check on them because the reports were so low. And if you think, see, now part of that's Bible prophecy because the Bible says that in the last days, the hearts of many would grow cold and that some would fall away from the faith. We know that there'll be apostasy, but somebody shout, that's not me. That'll never be our story. We're not going to be the ones that grow cold. We're not the ones that fall away. As Hebrews 10 says, we're not of them that draw back. We don't draw back. I don't retreat. I don't sit down. I don't get tired. I get refired. Hallelujah. I encourage myself in the Lord. I get stirred up. I read his word and let it build me up. I pray in the Holy Ghost till I feel my edification come on. And then I take giants by the throat and bring them down by the power of God. Hallelujah. It's not by might. It's not by power. It's by my spirit says the Lord of hosts. And see, it's all about his power. That's why we need the Holy Ghost. I need him. We need him. Need the Holy Ghost. If I had to go to some dead, dry church, I'd rather sit home and watch Netflix and eat bologna sandwiches than I would go to some dead, dry church. It's got no power of the Holy Ghost. I, I, I wouldn't go. I honestly wouldn't go. No, I'd move. I'm going to be honest with you. I would move where I live to another part of the country where I knew there was a Holy Ghost church. Yes. I have people write our ministry. Well, brothers, there's just no on-fire churches around. Then what are you still living there for? Yeah. Well, it got me a pretty good job. There's jobs all over the place. Yeah. You need the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Well, you know, I grew up in Holy Ghost church, and I know, I know better. Your kids don't. Right. Grandkids don't. They need the fire of God. Amen. That's why we ought to lift our hands and thank God for Boomerang Church. We ought to thank God that this house is here. We ought to thank God for the Pentecostal pastors around this region. We ought to thank God they're pressing in for a move of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> you know, let me just say this also. Now, there is increase in the, don't, don't get me wrong when I say this. There's increase in the body of Christ. God's a God of increase. God will increase you. God will grow you. But not everything that's big is good. Not everything big is good. Sometimes things are big because there's something wrong. Anybody ever sprained your ankle? Gets real big. Not because it's good. Something wrong in that ankle. That's why it's swelling up like that. Yeah, it ain't good. But people are like, everything big is good. That must be God on it. It ain't God all the time. Sometimes the reason places are, and I'm not saying all the time, because Jesus saw unprecedented growth in his ministry, and it was good. So don't ever use the excuse, well, you know, people don't like me because I'm Holy Ghost. No, Jesus was Holy Ghost, and they came to see him from everywhere. Well, he's a sinner, that's why he don't like me. Because No, most times people are jerks, that's why they don't like you. <laughs> well, I'm Holy Ghost. No, you're just a jerk, that's all it is. Jesus was as hardcore on Pharisees as you could be. Jesus didn't pull punches. He wasn't seeker sensitive. You think Jesus was going around trying to please everybody? Well, I know you don't agree with the way I cast out demons. Amen. We're all different. Amen. We're all just, we've got our own ways. Amen. You just do what you do and I'll do. No. Jesus is like, let me tell you something. I'll tell you why you don't like me. Because you're a whitewashed tomb full of dead men's bones. 
You're a freshly painted dead piece of crap. It's exactly what you are. And that's why you don't like me. Because you're of your father, the devil, and I'm of my father who's in heaven. They said, oh my goodness, how could he say such things? That's why they didn't like him. Because he didn't pull punches. And you think, well, see, Jesus was Holy Ghost and he had an issue with growth in his ministry. They were coming by the thousands from everywhere. He had to leave, listen, he had to leave towns and cities and go into the wilderness so he'd have space for the people to come. And there'd be like 5,000 men plus the women and the children. Because apparently back then they didn't count women or children. Which was crazy when they were booking airline flights. And I mean, they'd come out from everywhere to come see him. Why? They loved him. Jesus wasn't some jerk. The Bible, you know how you can be sure that Jesus wasn't some stodgy old codger, some sour puss? You know how you can know? Because the Bible says little kids would run to see him. And if little kids, see, little kids are smart. They know who's got the candy in their pocket and tickles and wrestles them up. And goes, sit down, be quiet, you're too loud, too fast. They know which adults are like that and which ones are the ones that hang out with them, play with them, give them candy. And you know what they do? They know how to avoid the ones that are always yelling at them. And they know how to come up and get the candy from the ones that like to hang with them. And get. I used to have an old lady in our church, Sister Sylvia Nicely, one of those beautiful white silver-haired women of God that been in church. And she, just, she, just loved, she could feel the anointing on my life when I was a little boy. And she always... She was never one of those, like, well, you need to slow down in the church, running in the lobby. <laughs> you, know, you know, you know what she'd do? She, she, you know, those saints, those women, so precious to me. My great-grandmother did this. She'd have that little gold watch on, you know, remember the, with the little thin gold band watch. She always had a tissue stuffed in there. The ladies always had a tissue. How many remember that? They had a tissue stuffed in the watch. I don't know why the tissue was in the watch. I'm going to start doing it myself. Just right here, tissue in my watch. I guess if you get blessed, you can pull it out and just dab your eyes. Put it right back. And so she'd come up, and she'd, I'd see her. She'd motion to me like this in the church. And here I'd come see Sister Sylvia, and she'd say, Teddy, wait right here. And she'd open her purse up, and she had a change purse. And she wanted to bless me. She would always tell even, even back then I was like seven years old. She's like, I'm going to bless your ministry. And she, she, and she's not like 90 years old. And she would open that change purse and she'd pull out just like a hunk of change. I mean, this woman could have killed somebody if she swung her hand back. And that's, that's how much change was in there. And she pulled out, she'd hold out your hand and she'd drop all these quarters and dimes. And I mean, just a, probably $6 worth of change in my hands at seven. And she said, I'm going to bless your ministry. And she put it in and bless. And, and you know what? You always know sister Sylvia is going to bless you. Sister Sylvia's going to bless you. And then there was another man in my church, Brother Joe. He'd say, uh, you know, and it's funny because he, it didn't matter when it was. This man must have had stock. How many remember the fireball candy? Remember the fireballs? We used to always have fireballs. And, uh, and he must have had stock in the fireball company. I'm just telling you, man always had a pocket full of fireballs. And he'd, he'd be standing. He was one of the deacons of the church. He'd stand up against the wall and say, hey, Teddy, how's Teddy? That's the same thing. He said, every time he saw me, the same thing. Hey, Teddy, how's Teddy? And I come, he'd go, hey, you want a fireball? <laughs> and like it was a secret. He'd pull it out and hand me one. Hey, like it was a drug deal. You know, it's like, <laughs> you want a fireball? 
He must have grown up in like old time Pentecost where you couldn't have candy in church. Don't you bring that candy in the house of God. That demon candy. It's the fireball from the fires of hell. You take it back where it came. And children know. I said children know. They know how to approach the ones that love them and how to avoid the one. That's how you know Jesus was a man of love, a man of joy, a man of peace, a man who knew how to draw men unto him. And even the little children wanted to come be around him and be in his presence. It was the religious that couldn't stand him. It was the ones who had no spirit of God on their life and ministry that couldn't stand Jesus. But see, the Holy Ghost draws men. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. And that's how you know when God's moving. But see, sometimes, according to Scripture, the reason that there's things that continue to grow I've been to some churches, you could attend there for six years and never and live in total sin and never feel convicted once about it. Because they don't preach against sin. They preach an encouraging word. We just want to give you just an encouraging thought today. Pa- pastor, you know, it's a bad, you know it's a bad service when the pastor has to apologize for uh, even being up to preach before he even starts his... Now, I just want to say, I'm sorry, I'm not going to keep you long here today. Amen. We're, why did I come? It's like, you know, how many were, you know, in the world before you got saved? You know, how many, you didn't, you weren't saved since birth. Raise your hand if you are honest. How many of you used to go to parties every now and then when you, before you were saved? Lift your hand if you used to go to parties. If somebody came and said, hey man, we're having a party night and I just want to plot, we're not going to keep you long. Okay, just have you there for about 40 minutes, 30 minutes. You know, it, we're going to get right through it. We'll get right through it. You know, at the beginning of the party, we're going to greet everybody. And then we're about five minutes and we have some announcements that we want to do at the party. Yeah, I ain't coming, I ain't getting all dressed up and leaving my house to come to your 30-minute party. Okay, I ain't doing it. I'm the guy, if I'm partying, I'll be the one at 6 a.m. when the sun's coming up dancing on the table with my shirt off. I ain't coming to your 30-minute party. And then we get saved and we lose our force. It's like, what happened? I remember you before you were, you were more fun before you were saved than after you got saved. People get saved, they let a religious spirit come on them, and they're like, hallelujah. It's like, good Lord, what in the world happened? God's not trying to change you into some kind of an automaton, some robot. That I'm, well, now I'm spiritual, but hey, hallelujah, felt that. He anointed you to be you and to be in the community and to do what he's called you to do. He's not trying to suck your personality out of you. He's trying to anoint you to be who he called you to be, but now you're just in the Holy Ghost side. Now you're full of the power of God. Now you've got the anointing of the third person of the Trinity that's living in your body. It's the Holy Ghost. Somebody shout amen. Amen. And so it's not by might. It's not by power. It doesn't matter how hard. I want to try, I mean, what do you think I can do? Somehow grab the roof and just pull revival into this church? It's not by might. I can stand here and just all day long, "Ah!" it's not by might. It's not by power. It's by my spirit. Somebody say my spirit. God knows how to make it look impossible and then do the impossible. You know, Jesus on purpose left Lazarus where he was till he was dead four days. The disciples couldn't figure it out. That's your best friend, Lord. That's your best friend. Yeah, I'm staying right here where I am. But he's sick unto death. I ain't moving. That blew their minds. Really? Yeah, and even Mary and Martha, he was referencing. 
Well, I don't know why you weren't here. You should have been here. We even had the food at the funeral and with everything. We had you a plate covered with chicken and greens and everything. <laughs> Mad that he didn't show up. One of the women wouldn't even come out of the house. That's the Lord. Right. You're not going to come out and greet him? Right. I ain't coming out. <laughs> you tell him that if he'd have been here, Lazarus still be at the table. She ain't even coming out of the house. You know you're ticked off when the Lord of heaven and earth comes to your property. I ain't coming out. You tell him. King of kings, Lord of lords should have been here. I mean, she wouldn't come out. And they knew who he was. They knew he was king of kings. They knew he was Lord of lords. That's why they said, if you'd have been here, he wouldn't have died. Because you got power. But he let him die. And he let him stay dead. Four days. I ain't coming till he stinks. <laughs> I, I ain't coming till he's decomposing. Let the man decompose for a little bit. They didn't have any refrigerated morgues back then. Let him sit in the Middle Eastern heat in a cave. Let his body just rot till it stinks. Then I'll come. What was he doing? Making it look impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Until he showed up. He said, you think it's impossible? Watch this. Lazarus, come on out. Pow. <laughs> now give him some Axe body spray. <laughs> huh? And he made it look, but it's not by might. And it's not by power. Amen. It's by my spirit, says the Lord. That's what kickstart's going to be about. And that's what God's going to do in 2021. It's not by human might, force, or strength. It's not about you being able to lift demons at 500 pounds on a bench press. It's about the spirit of God that's in you doing the work. Somebody say, not by might, not by, might. Not by, power, not by power, by my spirit. Now, let me show you something that really jumped off the page at me before I minister to you and pray for you today and before we go. Now, we're going to be back tonight at 630 and every night this week at 630. And I'm telling you, come with expectancy in your heart because God's going to do something so supernatural this week. Bring somebody that needs a touch from God because I'm telling you, I've got a leaping on the inside of me. This is week three consecutive of revival for me, and I'm ready to roll. I'm just telling you, I am ready to roll. At last night, Friday night, I got to team up with my dad in, in Georgia. We were there two weeks. I preached the first week. He preached the second week. And uh, on that final night, I just, it built. Every night it built. That place was jam-packed to the walls. The, 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 the main floor seats about six, seven hundred or something. Balcony seats about another two, three hundred. And I'm telling you, it was packed to the walls on that last night. And uh, the, the gifts of the Spirit were so accurate, it was freaking people out. I was watching people who weren't right with God picking their moment and then sliding right out of the service. Get down. I mean, the word of knowledge was so accurate. I mean, people, people were like looking like with wide eyes, like, how does he know that? How in the world? And it's the power of God. People were getting healed. People getting delivered. Demons were coming out this last week. I'm just telling you, it was, a pastor was like, demons are coming out of people as they're in. It was a supernatural two weeks. And I'm just telling you, it's going to continue on this week in Jesus' name. I said it's going to continue on this week in Jesus' name. And here, here's where the Lord took me today. It really, really, really got me excited. And it's like it popped off the page, Exodus 14, popped off the page at me. And, and the Lord said, I'm getting ready to do this for my people. And this is going to be a year, 2021. 
Let me tell you something. Don't be discouraged. Don't be discouraged. Don't allow yourself to be downcast. Lift up your eyes. Lift up your head. The salvation of the Lord draws nigh. And I'm just telling you this. For God's people, it doesn't get worse and worse. It gets better and better. I said for God's people. Now, I'm not talking about the world. I'm talking about us. It gets better and better. The path of the just is a shining light that shines brighter and brighter until the perfect day. Or one translation says till full day. That's Proverbs 4.18. The path of the just, that's your path. That's your road. That's what you're walking every day. It's going to get brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter in Jesus' name. <laughs> Woo, that gets me happy. Hallelujah. Come on back to the keyboard if you would. I'm getting ready to pray. But I want to show you this because I got a word of my spirit this morning. Now, this is the story in context of the Red Sea crossing. We know that story. But look at what happened here. Verse 10 of Exodus 14. When Pharaoh drew near, the people of Israel lifted up their eyes. Now, they'd already left Egypt, and they're going towards the promised land. And Pharaoh decides, I ain't going to let them go. I'm going back to get them, bring them back into slavery. And the Bible says, and when he drew near, they lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians were marching after them. And they feared greatly. And the people of Israel cried out to the Lord. I love this because they still couldn't quite believe God was delivering them. They thought it was all a trick. Look at, look at this, verse 11. They said to Moses, is it because there are no graves in Egypt you brought us out here? <laughs> Great expectancy. What, were the graves awful? You brought us out here to kill us, bury us in the sand by the Red Sea? That was their expectancy. And look what Moses said. Uh, verse 12 is not this what we said to you in Egypt? Leave us alone that we may serve the Egyptians. For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than die in the wilderness. And Moses said to the people, Fear not. Stand firm and see the salvation of the Lord. I like the King James there. It says, Stand still. Stand still. You know why they could stand still and see it? Because it's not by might. And it's not by power. It's by my spirit. He didn't say, everybody grab a sword. Everybody grab a spear. Everybody grab a shield. He said, just stand still and see the salvation of the Lord because it's not by might. Bring it, Pharaoh. Bring it, Egyptians. Bring it, Antichrist agenda. Bring it, spirit of this world. Bring it and see what's going to happen because it ain't by might and it's not by power. It's by my spirit, says the Lord. I'm going to stand still. Hallelujah. Woo, glory to God and see the salvation of the Lord. Get your faith ready for this. This stirred me up on the front row today. And it's, I'm telling you, it's jumping in me. <laughs> Fear not. Stand firm and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. Look at this now, and I'm feeling to declare this over you. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall never see again. If you can catch that in your spirit, the stuff that harassed you from 2020 and 2019, stuff that may have hung on your life for 12 years, 20 years, and you felt like, I can't seem to get free from this stuff. I can't seem to get out of this problem. I can't seem to get off of this issue. The Lord says to you that this is what he's going to do through this meeting and through this year. Take a look. For the Egyptians that you see today, you shall never see 
again in Jesus' name. The sickness you saw yesterday, you'll never see again. The depression you saw yesterday, you'll never see again. The anxiety you saw yesterday, you'll never see again. The poverty and death you had in 2020, you'll never see again by the power of the Holy Ghost. If you believe it, lift a hand. Say, it's not by might. It's not by power. It's by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. He's the Lord of heaven's armies. If he said it, he'll do it. If he spoke it, he'll bring it to pass. I said, if he said it, he'll do it. If he spoke it, he'll bring it to pass. Lift your hands all over God's house. Just telling you right now, the anointing is in this place. The wonderful anointing of Jesus. Wonderful anointing of Jesus is in this house today. And I'll tell you, things are changing for the better. Amen. This is your wife here. Can I pray for you? Step out. Lord loves you. Lift your hands. I'll tell you this, that whatever weighed heavy on your heart before this week, you'll never see it again in Jesus' name. For the heaviness the enemy tried to use against you, it comes, I see the Lord like lifting a weight off your shoulders today. Lifting a weight off your shoulders. All that heaviness, some would call it maybe a, a depression or an anxiety, a, it's leaving today. Such peace is coming over you and your household. It'll be like night and day difference. You won't even be able to, it's like, man, this is like a new house feels like. For from this day forward, the Lord is touching you by his power and his presence. And it's not by might and it's not by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. He said, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. <laughs> For what harassed you before today, you shall never see again in Jesus' mighty name. Fire of God come upon her this day. I command you be free. <laughs> Ooh, glory to God. I thank you, Lord. Every bit of heaviness lifts off of her shoulders. Glory to God. Glory to God. You guys are married? Do you have any children? You do. How many? Two. I thought so. I could feel that. And I, I didn't, you don't look pregnant, but I could feel that there was another child coming. That's why I asked that. Your child that you're getting ready to give birth to is going to be anointed by the Holy Ghost. The Lord is going to use your child to see souls come into the kingdom. It's the reason I asked you this, because the Lord showed me that you're getting ready to give birth to somebody that's going to be powerful in the kingdom. I'm just telling you right now, it's going to bring you so much joy, both of you, to see what God anoints your children even to do. I, I want to say this to both of you, and sir, if you'd come out and stand with her, or stand with your wife, because the Lord's got a blessing on your house. Tell me your name. Dylan. I love you, buddy. Your name? Grace. Grace. Dylan and Grace. Two great names. I want to say this to you that will encourage you, that things that you both may have had to go through in your lives or struggle through in your lives, your children will never know them in Jesus' name. Your children will never know what it is to go through what you guys have had to go through. For God separates you today 
and the bloodline is different now. Whatever, say, so, well, that runs in our family. No more, because in the kingdom of God, you got a new family, and that family is the family of God. And the Lord separates your family from the previous issues and problems of the past. Your children never, never not only know what you've had to go through, your parents, your grandparents. He cuts that off today by the power of the Holy Ghost. And I, that word's for you. Hear it. These Egyptians you see today, you'll never see again in Jesus' mighty name. <laughs> and so today the Lord separates you for his good plan. And you're going to be blessed beyond imagination. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly and above all that you could ask or think in Jesus' name. So I command you to be blessed from this day forward. And every problem, every issue of the past is cut off by the power of the Holy Ghost. And your children shall be greatly blessed. And this baby, sir, put your hand on your wife's belly. This baby... We declare it, this for me please, I declare it now, the anointing of the Holy Ghost that is in this house today comes upon this child and I thank you Lord that as this child is growing, it'll grow in wisdom and stature, it'll grow in the anointing, <laughs> and thank you Lord that it's set apart from the womb. And that, that anointing will continue to grow and increase in this child's life. And I thank you that even from a young age, this child will see the hand of God moving through their life. People will be changed supernaturally in Jesus' mighty name. And I thank you for it. I loose the fire of God. And I charge you both. That's the Holy Ghost. I charge you both, sir, take my hand. I charge you this day as the Father who stands in authority in your home. I charge you to raise these children in the presence of God, in the fire of God. And God's going to strengthen you. And you will be an anointed and a great father. Hallelujah. A father of strength that will raise these children up in the way they should go. And when they're old, they'll not depart from it in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, I thank you for Dylan. Thank you for your hand upon his life. Use him mightily in Jesus' wonderful name. And if you believe in this house, lift your hands and thank the Lord that it is done. It is done. It is done. In Jesus' name. <laughs> it is done. Amen? I feel it. The Egyptians you see today, you'll never see again. You'll never see again. You'll never see again. <laughs> you'll never see again. For the Lord cuts it off. See, God, God will move in such a, a stark way, he'll just cut things right off. It's not going to be a gradual decline. <laughs> uh, well, I used to have that problem. It seemed to fade away. He can cut it off sharp. It's like that girl. You were in the meeting, I believe, uh, when we were in New Hampshire, remember that Nazarene church that, uh, that we rented out up there? Remember that? Pastor Daniel and Sherry were up there. And remember that young lady came in that was addicted to heroin? Remember that one night? And, and she was totally addicted to heroin. Her testimony was, I've, I've done heroin every day of my life for the last however many years she testified. And we called her out. Power of God came on her. She went out. Holy Ghost touched her. She came back the next night looking like a different woman, dressed up for church. She said, I got a testimony. Remember that? And she said, you know, I want to say what the Lord did for me. I'm not telling you that I woke up today and just didn't do heroin. She said, I woke up today and didn't even have a desire to do heroin. That right there is next level. When you've done it every day for years and you wake up and don't even have the desire to do it, 
That's God cutting that thing off by the power of his spirit. And I prophesy to you, get ready, lift your hands, that what used to harass you, what used to hang on you, what used to be the thing that caused you problems, you'll not see it again after this week in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. For the Lord is opening up the Red Sea and calling every enemy into the midst of your deliverance and then letting that sea close down and destroy every wicked thing that harassed your life in the mighty name of Jesus. You ought to lift your hands and give God glory and give him praise that this is going to be a week of turnaround. This is going to be a week of turnaround. This is going to be a week of turnaround. A week of turnaround. Hallelujah. Things are changing for the better forever. I said forever. Forever. One more moment. Just lift your hands. Just one, I mean, the Holy Spirit's touching his people. Can I, can I pray for you? Please come. Your name? Hannah. What a wonderful name. Lift your hands to the Lord. Huh. As Hannah in the Bible, I will tell you this, that in 2021, your prayers are getting ready to quickly be answered. There are things you've been believing for and you've even wondered, why does it take so long for these things to happen or come to pass? Why does it take so, why does it feel like I've been frustrated in these certain areas? But the Lord said, I am going to bring it to pass quickly in 2021. And this is just the beginning of his goodness in your life. For doors are getting ready to open to you that have not opened before. And the frustration is leaving, says the Lord. You will be so happy as you run through this year in total momentum, in the power of my spirit. You should get ready to rejoice until December 31st. You'll look back and say, my God, how did God do so much in one year? And I just tell you this, there's been a couple of disappointments in the past. And they've, they've tried to hang on you. I see it. It's almost like chains that have hung on your back. And it's like, man, why did that have to happen? Why did I go through that? But today God cuts those chains right off. Oh, and that thing that tried to hang on you is not touching you any longer. These Egyptians you see today, you'll not see them again for the rest of your life. In Jesus' mighty name. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because it's not by might. And it's not by power. It's by my spirit, says the Lord. It's not by might. And it's not by power. It's by my spirit, says the Lord. You feel that? It's not by might. It's not by power. It's by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. The Lord of heaven's armies. <laughs> Let he lift your hands to the Lord. I tell you, everything's getting ready to change for the better forever. Ha. <laughs> These Egyptians you see today, you'll not see again for the rest of your life. There'll be no adverse effects from your fall. You're completely healed by the power of God. New strength flows into your body. And I tell you, doors for every, now listen to me, for every door that was closed to you in your business, seven more have to open up. Seven more have to open up. And that's a scriptural principle for the Bible says in Proverbs 6.31, when the thief is found, he must pay back seven times what he stole, even if he has to sell everything in his house. And so I declare from this day, every door that shut to your business through this COVID season has to open seven more, seven more. So I declare over you, and I don't say this, you ask my wife, I don't say this, this is a word from the Lord. That I'm declaring over you in 2021, 700% increase on your business. You get ready because every door that's shut 
you're a faithful tither and a giver and your blessing is sure your covenant is sure and the devil cannot steal from you God repays you and increases you and this will be the best year you've ever had <laughs> and everything that used to weigh on your mind even financially you'll never see it again in Jesus name by the power of God these Egyptians you see today you'll not see them again you'll not see them again <laughs> amen not see them again step out this is your husband here my brother come on lift your hands to the Lord you're good people these are good people right here and God's gonna bless you in 2021 my brother I'm just gonna tell you this uh, and I'm gonna tell you this what seemed to be hard through 2020 is getting ready to become very easy in Jesus name because I'll tell you, there were some times when you thought to yourself, my God, I'm going to have to do some other things here and just trying to figure out how to make things work because I don't know what's going on in the world right now. But the Lord is going to bless you for your faithfulness. And in 2021, what was hard before, <laughs> getting ready to come very easy to you. And God's going to bless your, your family, bless your household. And you're going to rejoice. Amen. You're going to rejoice through the year. And I tell you, you're going to recover all in Jesus' name. Don't recover all by the power of God. I tell you, by the power of the Spirit, it's not by might, it's not by power, it's by my Spirit, says the Lord. Get ready to recover all. Devil can't steal from you in Jesus' name. And I tell you, heaviness from this issue is going. I command you to be blessed. Tell me your name, sir. Bob. I command you to be blessed, Bob, in Jesus' name, by the power of the Holy Ghost. And everything that try to hold on to you, even for the last four years, five years, has to loose its grip from your life this week in Jesus' name. You'll be totally free and follow the Lord as he leads you into blessing in Jesus' name. Somebody thank the Lord. It's done. It's done. <sighs> Receive it today. Receive it today. Whatever presented itself to you is an obstacle. You hear what I'm saying? Amen. Whatever presented it to you, itself to you as an obstacle, you're not going to see it again. I said, you're not going to see it again. When God releases his hand and the waters fall down, <laughs> I don't care how many enemies are against you. I don't care how many obstacles in your path. You're not going to see it again. You're not going to see it again. God has a plan to bless you both abundantly. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. It's a refreshing, my brother. Lift your hands all over this house. Father, we thank you for this wonderful anointing. We receive this word today. Whatever pursued us, whatever harassed us, whatever Egyptians that we saw from this day, we'll never see it again. After this week of kickstart, we thank you. Things are turning quickly in our favor. We have a great expectancy for what's going to take place for these next six days are going to be divine in origin. They'll be divine in origin. They'll be divine in origin. And so we open up our hearts to receive and we declare that as 2021 progresses, no weapon formed against the church at large shall be allowed to prosper. Everything the devil thought he could launch against the worldwide church, the American church, the North American church, to destroy the work of God. It is broken by the power of the Holy Ghost today. We thank you, Lord. There is no weapon.
that can be formed against your church that can shut the church down or destroy the church's impact or efficiency. For you declared, Jesus, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And so we lift our hands and we give you thanks that the church is flourishing in this world. The church is flourishing. The church is flourishing. The church is flourishing by the power of God. And we thank you that souls are being added to the kingdom this year and that the church in America will rise. The church worldwide will rise. And I thank you that every anti-Christ plan and agenda is being uncovered and exposed by the power of the Holy Ghost. And we declare from this day forward that never-ending victory is our story in Jesus' mighty name. If you believe it today, clap your hands and give God all of the praise. in these final days, these final hours of time. Be prepared to move when I speak. When I give my orders to my army, you must move quickly. For I have plans to carry out, says the Lord. And I will do a quick work. In fact, I'm already doing a new thing. Can you not see it? A new thing where no man will take the glory for what I'm about to do. Yeah. But I will take the glory, and I'll share my glory with no man. For I'm a jealous God, worthy of all the honor, the glory, and all of your praise. So hear my voice. Some will fall away quickly. My hand has lifted from them. Some things will crumble quickly. My hand has lifted from them. But upon those who are faithful to my word and to my voice, my mighty right hand of strength is upon them and I'll lift them up head and shoulders above the rest. Even in impossible looking situations, I'll honor them publicly and even the heathen will see that I am the Lord God that makes one to rise up and another to fall. One will rise up and another will fall. Don't be alarmed. Don't be dismayed. Lift up your head. And be encouraged. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord your God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for this morning. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for your anointing, Lord. Thank you for what you're about to kick off in this year. Kick-starting this year. Kick-starting ministry. 
kick-starting abundance, kick-starting blessing, kick-starting anointing, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Kick-starting businesses, kick-starting finances. Lord, kick-starting it all in every area, in every area. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Just thank them with me right now. Don't be silent. Thank you, Father, for your glory. Thank you, Lord, for pouring out. You're changing things now. Now, Lord, you're changing things now. I won't be silent in, our, in my praise. No. Thank you, Lord. You're changing things now. Lord, we receive it. We receive it. <laughs> hey, hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Yeah, this is a week. This is a week, and it won't be one you forget. This won't be a week you forget. It'll be a week that things change forever. Forever. Not just one year, but forever. Things will be birthed for those who will receive it. There are some people that may sit through a whole week and they feel like nothing changed. But the ones will say, Lord, I'm receiving something this week. I'm receiving something. Thank you, Father. I, I, listen, there's a precious spirit and a precious anointing really flowing through this place this morning. But I don't think that Brother Ted said, talked about the party. <laughs> for no reason. I think the Holy Ghost is going to end this thing in a party. And I'm expecting to see some of y'all that I know in the world used to be the ones on the table. I'm expecting to see some of y'all in the Holy Ghost. Not just on Friday. Like, I mean, if you want to kick it off right, you got to get to the place where it's like, let's just go right now. So starting tonight, you bring that person in the Holy Ghost in. You bring that expectation. You bring that person in expecting. Things are changing. Things are changing. Do you receive it? <laughs> Amen. Do you receive it? I'm expecting a Holy Ghost party. And if he leads us to a, a silent reverence, we'll go there. But it's going to be a party this week. <laughs> Things are changing. Yeah. Things are changing in your life. Yeah. Things are changing. Yeah. What happens when a city's team wins a Super Bowl? What happens to that city? The whole city rejoices. What's going to happen in this place? Because you're going to win more than the big game. You're going to win a life, a life of winning, a life of victory, a life of abundance. Hallelujah. This week we're kicking it off. We're kick-starting it in Jesus' name. Named appropriately. The Lord gave us that, that first year. Kick-start it, Lord. Lord, we just thank you. We praise you. Lord, we look forward. We look forward to the Holy Ghost party. The Holy Ghost party this week. The Holy Ghost impartation. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Lord. Yeah, thank you. I, right now I just see the Lord planning in people vision and supply vision and supply that will take them in abundance for the rest of their life. Yeah. 
Vision and supply. He'll show you things. He'll show you business ideas, books. He'll show you things on wisdom for your finances. He'll show you wisdom in your home, even things that have plagued, plagued you physically. He'll give you a supernatural wisdom that'll look like physical wisdom, and it'll just solve things. It's a physical wisdom in the world, but the root of it came from him. He said, look, do this, do this, do this, and watch what happens. Watch how it changes. He's going to pour out in you this week. Thank you, Father. Listen, don't miss one service. There's something your dad was talking about it a couple of years ago about the proximity of the anointing, the proximity of the anointing. It's important to be in the presence of the flow, to be in the presence of the flow. Don't miss one. Esteem it. Let's, let's see what God's got in store for us. It's going to be awesome. And don't, don't, don't be sitting there, thank you, Lord. Don't be sitting there thinking about everything else going on. Get yourself in that place at the feet of Jesus. Not thinking about what has to be fixed in the kitchen. Not thinking about what has to be fixed in your home, fixed in your marriage. Don't think about what has to be fixed in your business. Get yourself at the feet of Jesus, the place of reception. For all this week and the weeks following, but make sure it starts this week. Lord, I'm not going to be thinking about everything else. There's a lot of stuff got to be fixed. But in you, we live and move and have our being. In you, in you, in Jesus, in Christ. Lord, I, we purpose ourselves today and for this week to move ourselves to be in Christ like never before. And we will not leave. And in you will be the outpouring of the Spirit, the outpouring of the anointing, and the outpouring of the supply for everything we need. Lord, I put myself in you and the answers come. I make myself a receptive in you in fellowship and all of a sudden the solutions present themselves. You'll just know. You'll just have what you need. God will just drop it in your spirit and out it'll come. Out it'll come. Out it'll come. I, I hear that for you too, Brother Ted. And like there's stuff coming up. And he, you know, you, you flow with him already. But it's like another level. Another level. He's going to give you ideas on another level. He's going to show you things. And where, you know, it's almost like I think some people look at you and say stuff just worked for you. But the issue is I also know you work hard. You're, you're a hard worker. But a lot of times... A lot of times, there's been also a flow. I see that flow coming stronger than it's ever been before. And people will literally, they will start to envy you in such a way because you will have ideas. You will know things before the time, before anybody else knows them. God will drop stuff in you. I see it coming alive in you in a different way, in a different way. I, I don't know how to explain it beyond that. It's a different way. It's coming life. You're going to see wisdom that only the Holy Ghost can searching the Spirit of God. Only the Spirit of God can reveal. 
and you'll see it and other people won't see it, never known it, never seen it before. But you'll see that stuff and people will wonder. They will be amazed. They will be astonished out of what comes out of your mouth and how you were in place at the right place at the right time. They will be astonished by that wisdom. It's a new level. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. That's for everybody, but he wanted me to tell you specifically for you. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Let's get ready. Let's get ready. Just raise your hands right now. Just say, Father, we receive the kickstart that you have masterminded for us this week. And we know the plans you have put together are great and mighty and miraculous in every way. And we expect nothing less than your fullness to come out in Jesus' name. And we place ourselves ready to receive in you, in Christ. And we have everything we need and more in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, thank you for this service. Thank you, God, that this is just the beginning of what you are doing this week. And Lord, we come back tonight excited, prepared, and ready to be in the presence of God unlike any time before this moment. We get hungrier than we've ever been before. We choose it. We believe it. And if you are ready to see the miraculous take place in your life, then give God a great shout of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. It's getting better tonight. Tonight at 6.30 p.m., kickstart night one. It's happening here. Make sure you're a part of it. Make sure you bring people. Make sure you're telling them because God is a God who's blessing you to bless others, who's blessing you to bless others. If you were blessed, then go tell somebody about it and pack the house of God out tonight. 6.30 p.m., be here. And just like Brother Ted was just saying, the statistic has been that churches don't do water baptisms. We're not one of those. This upcoming Sunday is a water baptism Sunday. If you feel led by the Spirit of God to profess your faith in a brand new way and obey the Word of God, if you've never done it before, if you feel leading specifically after this week to be baptized, there is a sign-up sheet out on the foyer on the kiosk. Put your name down. We, If you don't have clothes, we can hook you up with clothes. It just... It, do that, I'll get with you later. But that's going to be baptism. There's no 6 a.m. prayer this week, but be praying. God covets your prayers because God partners with the prayers. Cover these services. Cover hunger. Cover expectation because God's plans for these services are beyond what you could even ask or think. Amen? Are you ready for tonight? You know what will help with that? Lunch, we're going to go eat food after this. <laughs> after this service, we're going <laughs> to, one hallelujah in the back. Amen. We're going to go eat Mexican. If you want to come with us, you are welcome to come eat with us. We do this every Sunday. That being said, it is 1230. See you in six hours. Love you. Be blessed in Jesus' name.